To kids these days, I'm Rachel sitting here with Tara. Hello, hello, hi, and we're glad to be back. We've had a full summer, so we kind of back on the podcast train. It's been a little bit, and Tara, you just got back from Europe. That's I exciting. did. How was it? It was great. We took a mission trip, went to Hungary, had had a little bit of time in Germany. It was really great. Uh, very warm in Hungary. I really? was very surprised. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't cooler. Now it wasn't like Houston hot. But you know, no, nothing, nothing is, is Houston hot. <laughs> That's true. It was not humid. There was bree- There was a breeze that cooled things down. When it was, but it was like it got into the nineties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And there's a lot of walking there, so it was kind of just like in a constant state of sweat. But I figure it was <laughs> like good. Houston. Yeah, kind of like Houston. But at least there's air conditioning here. There's not air conditioning. Oh. Air conditioning's not a thing in Europe. You've been you've been to France. Yeah, right? that's not yeah. just not a huge deal. But that's okay because. It was uh, it was nice and fun, and I ate enough gelato to keep me cool. So it's like the internal air conditioning. Yes, <laughs> and it tastes so good. That's why I say I have to eat ice cream in the summer. It's like exactly. You it's know, just gotta cool down. You got to. And exactly. we're from Texas, so we got to do the bluebell thing. Well, I'm from Texas. You're not. Um, no, we had Mayfield. Mayfield from Tennessee. Tennessee, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, gelato. It was really tasty and very delicious. So, cool. yeah. But didn't you send kids to camp? Did you do some? Yeah, stuff? that's what we did this summer. I you did a lot of kids stuff, out but... to camp. It was fun. It was really, you know, I love camp, and I think we've talked about this in other episodes. Like camp is so great for yeah. kids. Just independence and for sure. Especially if they go to Christian camp, just building their faith. Um, so, yeah, so my kids had a great time. Although, you know, it was like so much flooding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to have to swim to camp. <laughs> take the, well, you could take the canoe. You know, there's canoes yeah, at camp. You just take you the canoe home. Scrambling to get in. You know? So that was kind of crazy, but um, but it was good. It was a good summer. Sweating. Yep. Yeah. Lots of sweating. Lots of sweating. I loved camp when I was a kid. I went too. to I went to a lot of camps. Uh, did like youth camp with church, but I also did like the whole summer camp thing. My family went to camp. I loved the junk food and the high energy stuff. Lots of slushies and the blob and the the blob. Every camp every, has a blob. Oh man, it's so great. The blob I know. Is the and my best. daughter, she gets so upset because apparently they only get one shot at the blob, like the whole entire week. What? Yeah. So she's just kind of like prepping and strategizing before she gets there, like how she's going to jump on it exactly right. And poor thing, she's never like gotten it right. Like she, she like slides off the end. Oh. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is kind of hard because like you, if you don't. Hit the blob just right when you jump on it. You're, yeah, it's a, you're a goner. You're I gonna know. fall off. So was, that was no kind of sad. Well, yeah. that is not good. But speaking of camp, we want to get to our word of the week. Word, word of the, for week. the week. Yeah. What word is it? Word of the week. Educate me. I will. Our word for the week is a little bit camp related. It is. You ready for this? Yeah. The word for the week is chacos. Chacos. Chocolate tacos. Chocolate. <laughs> Wait, that's tacos. a thing, isn't it? I think it is. Choco tacos. I forgot about those. I'm hungry. It's they're like the, yeah, they're little ice cream tacos <laughs> that are chocolate. Is that our word for the week? No, that's not. But I forgot about choco tacos. That's, <laughs> that's great. No, chacos are they're actually a shoe. A shoe. Yeah, they're like an outdoor sandal, 
And they've somehow, at least in like in the circle of students and kids that I that I've seen, they're like the shoe to have, like the summer shoe to have, and they're like for all your summer needs. So where do, where do you do you get them at like an outdoor store? Yes, or? yeah, you can get them online and or you can. I've seen them at REI or I don't know if Academy carries them, Is but this like, like Sun and Ski does. You know, like my generation was. Tevas or Tevas. Yeah, and there's and te- like those are still they're a lot like Chacos. Okay, but this is kind of like the cool, I guess, modern yeah. day. Well, it's funny because when I I didn't know anything about Chacos until I was a camp counselor, and I was a my first year as a camp counselor was in 2009, and everybody was walking around with these like really outdoorsy looking sandals, and they're you know if the funny thing is they're not even that good looking. <laughs> Like, have you ever seen one? They're like... I think so. Yeah. And I... I, Yeah. From what I remember, they're not like a fashion forward. Yeah. Like, here, (laughs) I'll see if I can Google it. Yeah. Like, here's a a Chaco. Yeah. Those are not pretty. (laughs) They're ugly. (laughs) But they're like the shoe to have. And so you can wear them hiking almost. Not for like long periods. They'll probably hurt your feet. But I wear them like on the river. But it's, it's enough of a thing to wear... On, like, Instagram or Facebook, kids will post, like, pictures of their Choco tans. They're, like, working on my Choco. Time to start my Choco tan in the summer. Like, here we are with Chacos. And so, anyways, if you're a parent and you've got kids that are younger, just wait. The we'll be on their Christmas Chacos list. are coming up. It'll, they'll, they'll be happening because middle schoolers have them, too. A lot of our middle I know. It's do. so funny. Like, whatever friends are wearing, like, that's how – the trend start, you know? But yep. I'm like, I'm always like, who wears the first one, right? Yeah. It must just be who some decides? super cool kid that puts it on and then it just like. Right. And you know what's funny is now that, now that, just not to get too off topic, but now that I think about it, the last few years have seen like the ugly shoe come back. Haven't you yeah. noticed that? Right. Like, the Chacos yeah. are cool. Like as much as, you know, I'm wearing Birkenstocks right now, but like they're not that, they're just. You know, every, I think when they left the 90s, everyone was assuming they'd never come back. Right. <laughs> yes, they did. it's so true. But I it's know. it's like the ugly shoe comeback. <laughs> it really is. But, but it's it's fine. The next thing is everybody's going to be wearing socks with them, and that's going to be really Yeah, bad. I don't know about that. Maybe dads. <laughs> dads. I could see my dad doing that. Oh, yeah. It's like such a dad thing to wear no. socks with your sandals. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but, you know, chocos. So yeah. that's our word for the there week. There you go. Yep. Well, so um, what are we talking about today? What's our... Big topic. Yeah. Well, I, it actually kind of fits a little bit with this whole theme of summer camp and then also just kids getting back into school. Today we're going to talk about um, how your kids pick their friends, how kids pick friends. Okay. How they pick friends. Um, well, tell me a little bit more. Like, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So working with students has taught me so much about how today's kids and teenagers' brains work when it comes to social scenarios. And much like it probably was for you and for me when, you know, when we were in high school and middle school um, and even elementary school and parents listening out there, I'm sure this was probably similar for you guys, too. Who kids hung out with uh, tends to be part of kind of how they're defined to themselves and to others. You know, there's that popular clip. Have you ever seen Mean Girls? I have seen Mean Girls. Yeah, you know that clip where Janice, where Katie's new and she's walking to the high school and her friend Janice is explaining how all the lunch tables are kind of labeled. And she's like, you know, they're the jocks, they're the JV jocks, et cetera, et cetera. She keeps going yeah, with the different right. tables. So it's it's kind of, we're talking a little bit just about how kids are 
how when they go into social situations like school or camp, just how they pick their friends and mm-hmm. kind of just talking a little bit about the ups and downs of that and popularity and how parents, how y'all influence your kids when right. they are, you know, entering the social world, you know? Yeah. And I will say before, kind of before we step into that a little bit, I think one thing that I see is important is working on your kids' um, identity and helping them develop a strong identity mm. uh, and confidence before they, I mean, they're going to start making friends, but it, even at early age, but I mean, from preschool on, that's when you're really helping them figure out who am I right? Um, and being confident in that. Because I think that makes them more resilient as they go into friendships, having a good identity of, you know, who they are. Right. But yeah, and actually, that I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of one of the points that we're talking about a little bit. So I'll just go ahead and jump there. Yeah. But um, you know, be careful when when you're when you have your child, and I've never I, I don't have children, but I'm a, I am a child. I, you know, I have <laughs> a parents, and they love me. And I just know that um, when you have a child, they really are just they're the most, if not one of the most important things in your life. Um, they're little you. You know, they you. You've created this little being, and um, but it, and it's so tempting, I'm sure, to like want to force your personality on your mm-hmm. child, yeah. um, and that's just not always the case. You might ha- be an extroverted parent and might have an introverted child. So one of the top one of my topics was know your child, and you can better help them be the best version of who they were created to be. Yeah, don't force a mini me situation kind of thing, you know. And yeah, that's and kind I, of the identity thing you're talking about. I mean, I can see where I've definitely done that, you know, with my kids, where one might be more reserved and I'm not as reserved, and I'll say, "Let's go," and I'll, you know, I've tried to throw my kids into a social situation where maybe if they were more introverted, it it didn't it didn't work out well. <laughs> You know, because yeah. you're right. I mean, just because I think walking into a room with 50 people sounds really great, that may not be the case. And right. I can even see sometimes this happened to me definitely when my kids were preschoolers that, um, you know, what I would think would be a fun environment, especially for one of my kids, was just too overstimulating. It was too much, mm. you know, and I should have backed off and not put them into that situation. You know, if you've got like an extreme introvert kid, I mean, going to a crowded museum in the middle of the day with a group of, you know, 20 other moms and their kids might be too much for your little introvert because they may be overwhelmed. And for sure. So I think that that that's a good point to know your kid well. And it's not, um, you know, I see sometimes where I feel like, you know, parents, we want to connect with other parents and we yeah. want to create some situations where we can meet other people and that's important but you also have to understand where your kids um fit into that in terms of socially getting to know other people definitely kind of like if you if you have a kind of more reserved child uh don't throw your 4-year-old a giant princess themed birthday party and invite the entire neighborhood and all of your church friends and all of her preschool friends. Uh, maybe maybe she might not want that. Instead, maybe take a couple, maybe take your family or take a couple friends to the zoo. Yeah. And that might be something that's more up her alley. You know, that's just kind of part of it. Yeah, I think that definitely happened with my son recently. You know, I was like, don't you want to invite everybody in your class and have a great 
party and get to know people well. And he said, no, I want to go to the movie with two people. Yeah. And that's what he wanted to do. And, and so. Yeah, and that was fun for him. And that was. Him. It, and I had to say, okay, this is about him. And yep. that's what we'll do. For sure. And just to kind of go off of that, that we might see things our kids don't. And just because they might want to have two or three friends that they're very close with at school and they might not be friends with a, a big group of kids, that that's not something to necessarily mourn. You know, you mm-hmm. might have had a lot of friends or you might have assumed your child would be the pro- the popular kid and the center of attention, and they might not, and that's okay. If, if you are mourning that, they're going to see that maybe something's wrong mm-hmm. when nothing's wrong, you know? And so we just have to – I think parents just have to be really careful and adults have to be really careful about how we – have set up our social structures in our minds because that might not be how your child sees their friends yeah. or their situation socially. Yeah. So. And likewise, it may be if you have a real social butterfly, yeah. that's going to cause some tension if you're an introvert. You for know? Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know that's true. <laughs> Where you may have to go outside of your comfort zone a little bit to help your child because they have a high need of contact with people. Definitely. And they might not have – a close, close best friend like you did growing up, they might have several friends and Susie's going to come over this weekend, but then maybe next weekend it's Trisha and then the next weekend it's it's whoever. And so that's okay. You, that's a that's an okay thing. And I, But either way, regardless if you have an introverted child or an extroverted child or ha- whatever, I think it's so important to teach your kids, and this is number one, my number one point is, teaching them quality versus quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be careful not to push your kids to have lots of friends if that's not their thing. Or if they that is their thing and they have lots of friends, still teaching them how to have deepened quality relationships with these friends. Um, teaching them values, you know, when they make commitments to hang out with some friends, that they keep those commitments and yeah. kind of teaching them that. What do, you, what do you think about that? You don't want to social engineer what I call social engineering mm-hmm. friendships which maybe we can talk about that a little bit in a minute, but of, you know, where you're controlling everything. However, I think one thing that's important part of childhood that's part of our responsibility as parents is to help our kids develop social skills and develop healthy relationship skills. Mm. And that's an important thing. So you, to be communicating and helping them navigate friendships and understand how to do that in a way, not that you're navigating for them, but you're giving them tools. Yeah. Because the point is you want them to have healthy relationships in college when you're not there. Right. When they're young adults. and. Relational health, I think that's an important thing that we need to teach our kids. And just like you said, when a friend invites you over, you know, how do you respond? You know, you need to communicate with them. When you're in a fight with a friend, how do you all resolve conflict? Mm. And to work through some of those things, when a friend is being abusive, to give them, um, you know, some tools and tips and even some ability to say, this is not the way I should be treated. Right. Um, but all those things, some relational tools, that's really important. And that's something that's part of the process of childhood, I think. And I think that's some tools we can give our kids. And that idea of what you're saying about helping them understand what is a quality friendship? What for should sure. I look for in a friend? And what should I be in a friend? Yeah, you just perfectly actually described uh, this big point of having to giving them a good social IQ. Mm. You know, you're helping them deal with realities that sometimes things don't go the way we plan um, or want them to go. 
And I've seen this happen. And it's it's sad because really you're robbing your kids of valuable life lessons where parents might st- – and, you know, I, not to say that parents shouldn't be their child's advocate. You absolutely should. Yeah. But there's sometimes, I think, situations – and I remember this from when I was a kid. And I, even as an adult talking with my mom about times when I was a child and I'm recalling it from my perspective. And it's interesting now as an adult to hear how my mom – like what my mom's perspective was and how she handled it then. Right. But when I would come home sad because a friend, you know, bailed on me when I was a kid or said something mean or I got left out of something and how tempting and how much she wanted to step in and maybe talk to the parent of that child and really kind of just fight that battle for me. And she didn't. She, rather than do that on my... on my behalf, she gave me the tools to deal with it and, and you know, would ask me questions of, well, how would you handle this in the next time it happened? If someone calls you a name the next time, how are you going to handle that? And of course, there's situations where you should step in as a parent. But I think there are some situations where we kind of have to let our kids figure it out. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's so important is just really giving them that social IQ of how to handle situations that are tough. Um, just yeah. with, with friends and even with people who aren't your friends. Um, yeah, I think that's so important for them to be able to navigate that on their own mm-hmm. and um, for you to not try to navigate it for them. For I sure. mean, obviously, if there's like major bullying issues and things like that, that's different. But on the day-to-day, to give the kids the tools to do that. Yeah. I just, think that's really great. For sure. Validating I think validating your, your child's strengths is so much more important than validating their social status. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it's such, I can just, I imagine, I want, I, you know, I want to be validated based, when I was a kid, I remember I wanted to be validated based on how popular I was. And I know that if that was my personal, I can't imagine how much my mom would have wanted me to be successful and right. and, and be the kid that everyone liked, but how we define success might not be how our child needs to define their own success. Yeah. And so, um, well, and I think, you know, you might even be sending little messages about that that you don't realize. Mm. You know, I can really see this in a situation that happened to me about just sending a, about subtle messages in a social group. So my daughter is in elementary school. And I remember last year, every day she came home and she said, I, I play soccer with the boys today. And I start worrying, does she not have any friends that are girls? Are they, you know, not including her? And so I started asking all these questions of her that really became, I think, too much. Yeah. You know, I was saying, well, are the boys picking you last? Are they playing with you? Are any girls playing with you? Are the boys being mean? Are you making any girlfriends? And I was just putting some pressure on her that was no need. I mean, right. you know, she she was just playing soccer at recess. It was not a big deal, right? <laughs> she and wasn't thinking about all like, of the no, social ramifications. Was, exactly. Like, she's just like, I'm playing soccer because, and I kept saying, why Why are you playing soccer? She's like, because I love soccer. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I just realized I had to back off of that. Mm. And, the, you know, and she made girlfriends. She had fun at school. It was me putting something on her because I thought, based on my expectation, when I was her age, I was swinging with the girls 
and totally not paying attention to the boys at all and not in sports or anything like that. But that was my personality. Yeah. And her personality is different. She loves sports. She loves being active. And so I had to realize that I was putting my social expectations on her, Mm. which was not ideal. For sure. No, I, and that's exactly what, that's exactly what I'm, I, I've seen, I've kind of seen. And I've also seen parents do it just so well, where they have a kid who's just so different from how they are mm-hmm. um, and their personality and just do such a great job making sure their child feels validated in who they are yeah. and that their strengths are celebrated, um, their likes are celebrated, and that they are encouraged to be friends with people who are similar than mm-hmm. they are. But, but, you know, just to be, Friendly to all, which brings me to our last point, which I think is just such a important one. Um, but as, as difficult as it may be, just trying not to have high expectations for your child's social status, but rather encouraging your child to be the best friend they can be to the friends they have mm. and to be friendly to everybody. I remember my mom used to say to me, Tara, you don't have to be friends with everyone because that was I was the kind of kid that felt the pressure to be liked by everybody. Mm. And so I needed to hear from my mom, you don't have to be friends with everyone. That's too much. Uh, But make sure you're always kind. And that's enough um, to be kind to everyone. And if you can engage with another kid and and make a friendship out of that, that's awesome. That's great. But you don't have to make that your goal in life is to befriend everyone as long as you're kind to everybody. And I think just remembering at the end of the day that popularity circles change, but others' perception of your character is really hard to change. And so just teaching your kids to be being kids of character, being people of character is so much more important than who you're liked by and and why and how many friends you have. And Yeah. And I I just think that whole what I mentioned earlier, the social engineering piece. You yeah. know, I, I've seen – it's a disturbing trend for me in parenting that yeah. I've seen doing ministry now where um, the parents are really trying to manipulate friend groups. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I get this all the time. I'll have even a little tiny kid – preschooler and the parents will say well I just want to make sure they're in a group with someone their friend yeah you know preschoolers are so flexible about that you know they don't even really know who their friends are like your your two-year-old is not ready I mean they're just doing parallel play they're not able to say that's my friend or not I mean a little bit but you know what I'm saying the point is I think parents are really wanting to kind of by social engineering, it's part of their own social status. That's what I've seen. I and I want to, sure. you know, they want to have their friends be friends with someone else's kid because it's good for their, their group. And maybe yep. they want to be considered part of a popular group even. Yeah. I mean, that happens in parent circles too. And I think if we act like that doesn't happen, we're lying to ourselves. Definitely. You know, that you want to be part of some in crowd and – and really, that's not the point. Um, I think that parents have got to just start disconnecting their their friend group from their child's friend groups in some ways. I mean, obviously, you're going to have your friends. Parents uh, par- be right. your friends. Yeah, right. definitely. But giving your your children freedom to kind of go outside of that. And I just urge parents, how, you know, your, your children are going to um, be – 
have richer lives if they have a diversity of friends, especially in elementary school age. I think that's really important. And in middle school and and in middle school, you're going to want them to have a little bit of that flexibility because that's really where I see the kids that are kind in middle school are the ones whose parents have exposed them to a variety of different people and friends Yes, because that makes that kid way more open in middle school. And they're not going to be the kid that's bullied and they're not going to be the kid that's bullying. Yep. If they have been exposed to a lot of different types of people and, um, and especially even, you know, I will say just, um, I read this beautiful article about, and it said why your child should have a friend with a disability. And it's just this idea that they just see life from a different perspective. Absolutely. And so when we try to engineer and fine-tune our kids' friendships so much that they aren't having exposure to differences, we're really doing them a disservice and not helping them grow and become just um, a more well-rounded adult who has a lot better relationship sense because the reality is when they get into college when they get into careers they're going to have to interact with a bunch of different types of people and if we can give them that experience in childhood they're going to be so much better for it absolutely and i mean just to you what you said about in social engineering with your kids even when they're in preschool and how that is going to affect them later that i've that is absolutely true because i see it in middle school and high school ministry um, especially when we take kids on our trips, mm-hmm. we on purpose um, we we split up friends, friend groups to kind of give kids a little bit of that push to be out of their comfort zones. And ev- with every passing year, I see more and more social anxiety that's coming shockingly from the parents. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so anxious for their kids because they see their groups and say, "Oh, my child doesn't know anybody." They're they're going to be it's not going to be a good thing. It's going to, and that might be the case for some kids that really, they might feel that anxiety themselves and express that to their parents. But more often than not, that is felt so much more by the parents than it is by the students. And so I just, I absolutely agree. If you, if you're making that a habit with your family, when they're, when your kids are young, that's going to give them the best gift when they get older of being able to be flexible in situations. It's going to be better for them when they go to sleepaway camp. It's going to be better for them when they go to college, when they go on trips. Right. It's it's just going to be they're not they're going to be able to s- slide into social situations of all different kinds and be okay. Yeah, you know they might not be the social butterfly, but they'll still be able to have conversations of quality with kids who are different than they are, um, from different backgrounds, um, with different families, and it's and they're going to be better people for it. I absolutely yes. agree. I feel like I should sing the Girl Scout song. <laughs> Make please, new please friends do. keep <laughs> And with that. <laughs> Maybe I, we're done. I think we're done. <laughs> but I did enjoy your song. It was very, You're very welcome. touching and just down. warmed my heart. <laughs> well, this has been a great topic. And uh, I think we need to explore this a little more some other time. Absolutely. I yeah. think we can talk a long time about social engineering and just – what part it plays, and so yeah. maybe for a different time. A different time. But yeah. All right, well, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Kids These Days. Bye! Bye.